First of all, thank you all for coming, and I, I hope uh, that, we, that I'm able to answer most of your questions. Um, my name is Mickey Click. I'm currently the Ohio District Training Coordinator and the Adventure Outpost Commander at, uh, Clear, at uh, New Spring. We just had a merge, so we got a new name, uh, New Spring Assembly in Springboro, Ohio. Uh, I have served as a senior commander for about 25 years. I've been on district staff since 86. I've been on the regional staff in a couple positions and had some uh, national office uh, liaison work as well. I've been in Rangers. I'm just a child compared to some, but uh, 37 years. So that means I've been around a while. The qualifications for teaching this was this class was I thought it was a good idea to have this class, and that automatically volunteers you to be the instructor. <laughs> So uh, I'm not the expert. I'm not the authority. Uh, I, I know resource material, and, uh, and hopefully what I can't answer, others in the room can. Uh, so the objective of this class is to give you a flavor for some of the changes that Royal Rangers uh, is and has been going through uh, so that you have an idea that maybe what you've heard about Royal Rangers is not exactly current so that I want you to be exposed uh, to a new aspect of it. If you have questions during the course of the presentation, feel free to ask. Uh, raise your hand so I know to recognize you. Uh, if, uh, uh, if your question is not germane to what I'm going to address, I'll talk to you. I'll just tell you that, and we're going to talk to you afterwards uh, so that we can get through all the material. Um, Understand, too, that one of the values that coming together in this in synergy, and, and the reason it's called synergy is I'm sure you all understand the synergistic effect that comes from gathering together, being able to make contacts, have resources across the state that you can refer to from time to time. Uh, it's good that we know uh, other people in our same situation so as that we can refer to them from, refer to them from time to time. Uh, by the way, that's another reason that we really promote strongly the outposts participating in area and network-wide events, as well as regional and national events, uh, so that your boys have the feeling and the understanding that they are not the only ones in the world in Royal Rangers, you know, that there's a lot of kids in Royal Rangers, and it's a really cool thing. So you need to expose them as you can to these other venues from time to time. Uh, does anybody understand how copies of this information is going to be shared? I don't. I don't remember picking that up. You read any on yours? No, I'm, I'm guessing it's just an audio version on the. That's, that's 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 what I'm guessing because all we're recording is is audio. So, okay. I have to keep this thing alive. All right. The presentation is going to. Come on. Okay. There it is. Okay, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover material basically with the Royal Ranger web, national website. Uh, that's a good reminder. Thank you, Tim. If you would all silence your phones uh, so that uh, only you're the ones that know that you have a message or something. Uh, and it is Saturday. So, and I know Susan is registered. You got a seat? Yes. Okay, just want to make sure. Um, so that... Uh, we can not be too interrupted anyway. So uh, it's pretty informal. I'm, you know, I like to have a good time. Uh, sometimes that prevents me from getting through all the material. 
as uh, expeditiously as I should, but uh, we'll still enjoy the class. Um, that's right, unless I'm hungry. So the, uh, the national website, uh, if, you, if you don't want to remember all the titles, the easiest way to go to it, I think, is go to ag.org. That's the National Assemblies of God website. Click on Ministries, click on Children, click on Royal Rangers. That takes you to this website, uh, to the, the Royal Ranger website, and it is multiple pages of information, uh, and we're going to cover some of it in this presentation so that, one, you can have an understanding that it is a great resource for you for all aspects of Royal Rangers. Uh, for those that have transitioned and have become certified instructors, uh, they know they well know the hours that they spend in preparing for that test uh, from the Ranger from the National Ranger website. So it's a great resource, and it's one that you should be familiar with. And I'll give you a couple of tricks. Uh, if, how many was in the in the session yesterday morning? Oh, good. All right. So you saw that John Wooten pointed me out toward the end of the session that I was the technical guru. We know that's a standing joke because it is far from true. Uh, I was here an hour getting my own stuff hooked up and making it work. So, uh, uh, But uh, I do have a couple of shortcuts that I find helpful for the non-technical ones to maneuver through the website because it is just so many pages of information you can kind of get wandering and lost in there. So do we have any questions? Is it, has anybody got anything really pertinent that they would like to tell us at the start of the class so that I make sure I can either encourage you that that's going to happen or it's not going to happen? Any particular interest? I know we have a brand new outpost getting started over here. Anything else? That just a general update? That's what everybody's looking for? Understanding the differences? That's mainly what I'm striving for. Okay, uh, because of the layout in the room and we couldn't get this projector to work, uh, I'm going to present mostly from sitting down so that everybody can see the screen adequately. And the first thing I have is a video that is on the website, and it talks about uh, how Rangers used to be and how it is. In the 1950s, many of the sons of God felt a growing need for our fellowship to create a unique boys program that would satisfy a boys' natural need for activity while leading them through the process of growing. Notice the uniforms. Men. In 1960, Reverend Burton Pierce was hired as the new national director of the Men's Fellowship Department of the Assemblies of God. During that time, when he first came, he was tasked with a very important job. And the job was to determine what to do about the boys in the Assemblies of God. Sometime later, Reverend Charles Scott suggested the name Royal Rangers for the program, with Royal signifying allegiance to Christ the King, and Rangers signifying the adventurous spirit of the program. In 1961, Reverend Pierce traveled to Texas to meet the Reverend Johnny Barnes and share his vision for the new program. Now Johnny Barnes had recently been elected as the North Texas, they called a decap. He was in charge of the youth group at that time. And he'd only been in serving in this position for less than a year when Burton Pierce came and interviewed him. And during this time, he just knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was the man that God had called to run this ministry. Soon after, Johnny Barnes was appointed the first national commander of the World Youth Program and began his work on January 1, 1962. 
because you won't be able to see me on the screen. He started the, the National Training Camp Program, which was the, the, the core training program on the national level for all Ranger leaders. War Rangers was officially announced on September 23, 1962, with a stated purpose to instruct and challenge the Commander Barnes knew the keys to success with his new program were communication and training. New leaders had to be trained and equipped to ensure the success of their outposts. Royal Rangers just exploded. They began to just take off and impacted thousands and thousands of boys' and men's lives. During this time, Johnny developed all kinds of training programs and, and methods of reaching boys and training leaders. In 1963, Ken was a great administrator. Uh, he was great at putting things together. He was great at, at planning and budgeting and, and working everything out. And uh, he took basically what he had inherited from Johnny Barnes, from all the things that Johnny had started and all the program elements that had been started there, and he could really take him to the next level. Ken Hunt faithfully served as national commander for 10 years and played a major role in improving the program. Following the resignation of Commander Hunt, the executive leaders of the Assemblies of God began to search for the right man to take the leadership role. After careful, prayerful consideration, Reverend Richard Marriott was appointed as the new national commander. He just loved adventure. He loved taking on challenges. So when the challenge came to be the national director of Royal Rangers, he stepped forward and took on probably one of the, the largest jobs 
face-to-face -face to any of our directors, and that was to look and assess Royal Rangers and find out what do we need to go, what do we need to get to the next level, what do we need to do to be 21st century Royal Rangers. All new written curriculum was developed, giving the outpost leader everything he needs to run a fun and productive weekly meeting. Additional program changes included the Leadership Training Academy replacing the Leadership Training Course, all new advancement system featuring greater flexibility to enable boys to enter the advancement process at any point, and the formation of Royal Rangers International to promote worldwide growth. In 2007, Richard Marriott stepped down from his role as National Commander, having served the National Ministry for eight years. In his place was appointed Reverend Doug Marsh, the director of Royal Rangers International. Doug had grown up in the program while serving with his parents as missionaries in South America and had started Royal Rangers International in 2002 to advance the growing worldwide ministry. One of the challenges that Doug faced as the new national director was to answer the question, how do you keep a 45, 46-year-old ministry relevant? And it was decided that we had to keep Royal Rangers flexible. What if we considered using sports, technology, trades, arts, things like this, music? And so that's what has been happening now for the last few years under Doug Marsh's leadership. Doug's dream was to take Royal Rangers to the iPod generation, making it more relevant and appealing to the boys of this generation. Doug also identified the growing desire among many churches to customize and modify their ministries to fit the unique needs and interests of their church and community. Therefore, Doug set into motion a series of program changes aimed at building greater flexibility and choice into the program, enabling churches to create a Royal Rangers program that naturally fits their own church culture. For many years, the Royal Rangers program has served countless men and boys and built within our churches a community of men committed to the cause of Christ. In the years to come, Royal Rangers seeks to be the most effective and desired mentoring ministry for boys and young men, faithfully leading them on the journey of becoming the men and leaders God designed them to be. It gives you a little flavor of where Royal Rangers has been and the transition that has started. And you'll find that it's a tremendous change in the thinking of, of the uh, local outpost commander. Come on, machine. I won't do that. Okay, you saw, you noticed uh, a lot of the uniforms. We're going to talk about uniforms here in just a little bit. This is really getting pushed. Technology, in other words. So when you go to that, click on the main site. And this is General Ministries, Children, 
Now the little tip on getting around this website is this little tab up here called Sitemap. You click on that and it brings up a whole list of the various pages and information all the way through here. So you can go, this will take you all the way to the page that you're looking for on a particular subject. And uh, it's a, a little more direct, it's a little, a little more organized. Let's look at our, look at our mission page. If you, uh, if you ask anybody that's familiar with the older line of what Royal Rangers has been, it would be clear to you that Royal Rangers was a camping program, uh, was a Christian Boy Scout program, uh, was, was a way to keep kids busy in the outdoors. Uh, and that's pretty much, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of Royal Ranger commanders you ask today to describe Royal Rangers, and you hear those kind of words. Uh, but it, it's been determined... Uh, through a lot of surveying and feedback uh, that Commander Hunt has gone through, is that what what are we really going to be best at? You know, what do we really want to be uh, the best in the world at doing? And that's been determined that we are the best uh, at mentoring young boys and men to be the future servant, letter, servant leaders of the Church of Tomorrow. That's what we really focus on. And everything else about Royal Rangers, that's our, that's our clear objective, that's our mission. Uh, everything else around that are tools that accomplishes that mission. Now that is not different than any, you know, those of you who are working, those of you who are in other organizations, even your church, it should be clear in that same manner, that you have a clear mission and vision that you're trying to accomplish. And everything else supports that. So it's clear here that our mission is to mentor boys and young men to be the future leaders of the church of tomorrow. Everything else we have, uniforms, camping, hiking, outdoor stuff, all the other tools in the toolbox, uh, trades, arts, uh, high-tech, those sports are all tools that we use to fulfill that mission. And, let's ne- and you have to never forget, FCF is a tool. I mean, there's a lot of us here that love FCF. You've got a lot of investment, time and money in FCF, Frontiersman Camping Fellowship. For those of you who aren't familiar, it's where we camp pre-1840. Baker tents, teepees, lean-tos. Uh, we, our events revolve around black powder rifles, hawks, knives, flint and steel fires, traps, things like that. But though that still, that whole auxiliary program is still just a tool to fulfill our mission of mentoring boys into the future leaders of the church of tomorrow. And anybody that's involved in church knows that, in general, most churches are hurting for leadership. You know, it's, not that, it's not that they don't have good leaders in the church. It's the fact they don't have enough men stepping up to fulfill those leadership positions. And that's what we're trying to... Uh, Royal Rangers is a victim of that same scenario as well. So we're hoping to... Uh, add some self-propagation to that so that we would uh, be able to uh, further our own ministry. So I think I think the clearest thing to understand is at that core, that what we're about is mentoring boys into the future so that they can find out who they are. You know, and everything else we do is a tool that's used to fulfill that mission. If you get nothing else out of this out of this whole presentation, get that part that we are mentors of boys, and that does that changes everything in your 
outpost relationship and the way you talk with the kids, the way you relate to them, the way you organize your outposts, the way you give boys assignments and things to do. Everything changes when you are now the mentor of those boys as opposed to their commander because it's an entirely different relationship. One, frankly, that most of us are not good at and not well trained at. And, and, and we still have men in Rangers struggling with that kind of transition to be able to mentor, come alongside. The mentoring process is more an, an advisor, a shoulder, a guide, uh, not one that's dictating and, and commanding. You know, so it's an entirely different relationship. You got to picture yourself coming alongside those boys to be able to influence their lives in the direction that they sense God is sending them. You know, you're not their God. You're, you're not their. You're not even their critique of what God's telling them. You are the guide for them to be able to fulfill those things. So it's an entirely different relationship, and one that that we find will be more productive in developing the boys to be who they should be in the future. Another, uh, I think, another important change in uh, in the Royal Ranger program uh, that is uh, different from how things have been done in the past. These back buttons aren't working. For if in here you can go to the training tab. I think training is a is a major shift. There's been a major shift in the emphasis and the types of training that are available for men uh, coming into the Royal Ranger program. Uh, it's moved from uh, the uh, atmosphere that's created with NTC uh, or even LTC training that we've done uh, for years. And the shift is, again, trying to prepare men to be able to better mentor boys in this new relationship. Uh, so the training tab here on the national website gives you all kinds of uh, opportunities to look into things that are available uh, as training opportunities. And you can see there's uh, it talks about uh, uh, this is a, a pretty important aspect. I'll talk about this for just a minute. Once it loads up, it's, this is a pretty big file. Uh, it's uh, This is showing the training chart of how uh, training in the in this uh, this being offered off, uh, operates today. Um, if that opens, they going to open or get smaller? Or get smaller. All right. So uh, it deals with church leaders, church staff, the junior leader training. But for this purpose, I want to focus on this line right here: the outpost leader. Uh, what used to be presented in the uh, leadership training course, which if most of you have heard about that, was uh, a pretty extensive course. Uh, what they've tried to do is is to condense that as far as time, uh, not so much trying to condense contact, but content, but by time. Uh, so there's uh, two basic uh, training courses that are offered to the new leader, Ranger Basics and Ranger Essentials. These are both eight-hour programs. Uh, mostly done on Saturdays. Sometimes they can be offered in a couple of half-day Saturdays or evening sessions. Depends on the uh, the requirement. Again, there's another, uh, I guess, another overall theme that I would mention in the new Royal Ranger program is the flexibility. 
and so that where there used to be a more rigorous approach to the training uh, venues that were offered, uh, there's more options and more flexibility in how Ranger Basics and Ranger Essentials is offered. Uh, that completes the, uh, when you attend these two classes, uh, that completes the ready level uh, of, of being a new Ranger leader. Uh, that you then, now, and another thing that's different, these are not prerequisites. You can do these four levels in any order that you so choose. Uh, but in following across the chart, you move from Ranger Basics to Ranger Essentials into the safety of the church, Ranger Safety. And it's, it's uh, similar to the old Safety in the Church module, uh, which has a lot of interesting and uh, pertinent things for people to understand, but it deals also a lot with how to effectively uh, supervise your boys and keep them in a safe, uh, safe manner. That's a, uh, that course is offered online and in local classroom setting. And then you move to the train and level. How long is that course generally? Uh, generally, if you do it in classroom. In classroom, about four or five hours. Uh, the, uh, then you move to the train level. The train level uh, has two, two uh, directions here. Uh, most will uh, pursue the National Royal Ranger Ministry Camp, and that is a replacement training-wise of the old NTC. Uh, it is not, it's not the same format. It's not the same content. It's an entirely different, new, <coughs> challenging and really inspiring uh, approach to Royal Ranger leader training. You, you will come out of that so charged up, so excited, and so on fire for what you can do with boys through the Royal Ranger ministry uh, that it's just, it's just unbelievable. It's a great experience. Yes, sir. That's either or. It's no, it can, no, you can do both. But to attain the trained level, it's either or. But you're certainly welcome to attend both. The National Elementary Education Conference uh, is generally uh, the the route that the Ranger Kids leaders partake uh, to attain the same level. So it specializes in the traits and characteristics of younger boys uh, and how you can best minister to them. Uh, It replaces the old Royal Ranger Ranger Kids Training Conference, RKTC. Uh, So... And it's, uh, it's done in a different format because there are a lot of women involved in Royal Rangers. Uh, so it's done on a Friday night, Saturday, uh, so that it's easier for them to uh, still take care of their household due responsibilities. And that means turning it over to their husband and hoping nothing's burned down, <laughs> torn up, and the kid's not lost or in the hospital when she gets home. So uh, then you move from there to the advanced class, uh, and that is basically attending uh, the world-class outpost. And this is a fantastic module of training. It gives you all the tools you need to assess the, the current status. Just like the speaker said this morning, uh, I was up in the balcony, so the acoustics aren't really great, but I did pick up a few things. And one was that if you want to know where you're going, you have to know where you are. That's, the true, that's true from... Uh, that's true from the uh, start of your Google search uh, to uh, getting to your destination. You have to know where you are before you know before you know where you're going. So, the world class outpost it's a it's a Friday night and all day Saturday. Uh, we have one. The next one I'm aware of here in Ohio. We have one scheduled uh, in uh, September in Columbus. 
and uh, we have overnight accommodations provided as well, or at least if you want to stay in the church or you can go to a motel, whatever. It's a minimal cost, like 35 bucks plus your own expenses, uh, and uh, uh, it's, it's, it's just a fantastic uh, assessment. It's really great to attend that with uh, other outpost leaders so that you can get that synergistic approach and effect of looking. You're, you're given a series of exercise to analyze and assess where your outpost currently is so that you can lay a plan to get from where you are to where you want to be. And again, you're not told where you want to be. You're given opportunity to develop those goals uh, and that destination in that same module so that you can come away from that, you know where you are, you know where you need to improve, where you want to go, and you have opportunity to lay a plan on how to get there. And it's a dynamic kind of tool so that you're never done with it. You don't say, all right, I did that and it's done with it. You know, it's the same with all these training events. If, if you're going to get the training event out of the way to say you've done it, then you're only getting about a third of the impact of what the training can be. If you continually review, look at the material, and uh, try to continually to apply it, then, then you can certainly get more from it. Yes, sir? Uh, do you know approximately how much NRMC runs? Uh, no, I don't remember. You remember, Jim? 170, something like that. Somewhere in the neighborhood. And it's a, uh, you show up on uh, Thursday night? Thursday night? Thursday. Thursday morning, okay. Through, through Sunday, NRMC. Friday morning, okay. Friday morning through, yeah, we, we got there Wednesday or so, I think, but uh, Friday morning through Sunday noon or so. Yeah. So, again, it's a, it's a convention, you know, and it's, it, whatever stories you've heard about uh, NTC do not apply. You know, they're, they're not even the same hemisphere anymore. So, Is there a date for that? I don't know of one. Again, I assume we, we can probably. I haven't seen the schedule. I think I think there might be one held over in Hartford City, Indiana, in the spring. I haven't seen the training schedule. Yeah, there's one in Eagle Rock in September, South Dakota, New Hampshire. National Camp and the transition of our national training coordinator, brand new national director. And here you are. Yeah. Here's the schedule. Next year, for sure, there'll be more than 100%. Stuart? It's too much trouble. It's, <laughs> it's, in, it's in the neighborhood. Man of your means, Mike, what's, what's cost? It doesn't matter. So you've got, you, you can see the schedule there. Each camp is a little bit Well, machine. Oh, it's higher than I thought. Yeah, a little bit more. Well worth it. Yeah, if you get early, so. So uh, uh, you'll notice on a lot of the training fees like this, the the typical assembly guide approach is not appropriate. You know, we, we generally all are waiting to see if we get a better offer. Uh, 
so we don't buy tickets to spaghetti dinners in advance or, or anything like that. We're just we're just waiting to see if somebody's going to, somebody's going to take us out to dinner. You don't mind that. So, uh, but uh, sign up sooner. And, yes, sir. Just if I may to reinforce that, um, not all of the, our camps get held at church campgrounds or you know other uh, camps, and more and more the camps are requiring longer and longer cancellation periods with a cancellation fee. So they'll say, you know, you have to give us four months guaranteed, or if you cancel within those four months, we charge you a large fee. So to Mickey's point, uh, it's not uncommon for us, especially us guys, to go, yeah, I'll get around to that, yeah, I'll get around to that, and you'll you'll watch, uh, see the, the uh, blue plus sign, you know, the symbols will change, and unfortunately, sometimes it'll become canceled. Well, sometimes we have to cancel only because we didn't get enough people you know, our minimum threshold to make the camp run. So, again, encourage you, if you're interested, apply. If it gets canceled, your money gets sent back, you're not, you know, out anything that that way, but apply early so that we can make that camp happen. Yeah, and let me let me make mention here. In, in the audience, uh, we have uh, three current and national, uh, current and former national staff people so there's there's a lot there's there's more qualifications sitting out here to teach this class than me believe me dave, <laughs> dave morrison's uh, in charge of all the the national training camps like that the national academy national yeah there's a uh, there's advanced training camps jim barger's been everything president of the council whatever and uh, uh been around rangers about 100 years and uh, rick dostel who some of you may not know rick stand would you please Rick's new to Ohio District, former National FCF president, uh, national staff member, uh, oversaw uh, Eagle Rock for some period, national training coordinator. So he's been around. So he's uh, he's certainly been uh, been around, and he's now an Ohio Ranger. So he is. He has taken the step to complete his Royal Ranger experience. <laughs> I have attended one service to the new church I uh, hope to attend, and they don't have Rangers, so I'm from, from the very top to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a lot, a lot to look forward to. So um, there's there's a lot of information on on training under that tab on the national website. Uh, and uh, you can see from uh, the pop-ups here, it uh, deals with uh, general stuff, adult instructors, organizational leaders. Uh, training opportunities abound in for the Royal Ranger leader. And the more training you have, the more effective you're going to be, as long as you apply that training in an appropriate way. Yes, sir. With this new model, um, both for the time the scheduling of when they occur, um, and the money. For someone who is just coming in and starting mm -hmm. from scratch as a man who wants to be trained as Royal Ranger, is that a typical two-year process? And I'm trying to add up whatever is going to be 300 400 bucks. I mean, what, what's the big scope as to what it takes to... Well, you're, you're a new guy coming in, his initial steps would be toward Ranger Basics and Ranger Essentials. Right. Those are taught at the local level, so either in your area or section, or now that we have in Royal Rangers, we have followed the division of the district or the network, and we have four regions. 
So the regions are combining uh, to get more attendance in those classes as well. So those are probably offered in in some place close to you a couple of times a year or more often. Uh, the uh, the safety course you can do online uh, or if it's not offered locally. So you, and you can do again you can do these in any order. Okay. So you don't have to wait to get through Ranger Basics and Essentials okay. to go all the way to WCO. You know, so now WCO might make more sense if you have some, but it's not required. Uh, you saw the national schedule dictates how often uh, NRMC or NEEC is offered. Uh, and uh, so that, but usually someplace in a reasonable driving distance of most everybody in the country, you should see at least one a year uh, that we offered. Uh, you'll see the WCO is a regionally uh, sponsored event, uh, so every region offers that at least once a year uh, when we first transitioned we were doing wco three times a year mm-hmm. uh, but uh, like I say you have that in september coming up so i would think in the course of a year uh, and probably in the if you count all your travel costs and hotel expenses meals on the road you're in the probably six seven hundred dollar range to get all those done your registration fees and all that so that uh Give you a rough idea, anyway. Okay. Right, Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Okay, but thanks. Right. It, it, yeah, your schedule, your personal schedule, will dictate some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but you and and don't let me give that impression. You don't have to do them in a year. Right. You know, and if you do Ranger Basics this year and WCO next year, and I mean, you can take forever. I mean, I, I, I it can drag out. I, I cite one of my. One of my early mentors in Royal Rangers, Don Pastore, it took him, I don't know if anybody remember the number, it took him like eight years to get through LTC. You know, so, but, uh, but diligence uh, pays off, so. Uh, so back to the site map, uh, what are, the next area I want to point out is some major differences, as I find it here, is uniforms. And uh, you saw in the video that we looked at, uh, uniforms was pre- were pretty standard. I mean, obviously, what's what's the characteristic characteristic of a uniform? That they're uniform. They all look alike. <laughs> Uniformity. All right. So uh, while we have not lost that basic concept, there's certainly much more uh, much more opportunity and flexibility. Uh, the dress uniform uh, is what you would typically call what you what you're used to seeing it's it's a khaki uniform all the buttons and bows all the ribbons and patches everything on it uh, that says you've been around and you and you've done a lot of stuff uh, so uh, that's that's not as common today as as it was just a few years ago the more common uniform of the outpost and most events is referred to as a utility uniform and here they show two fine-looking young men. Uh, I don't understand the phraseology. It seems like an oxymoron, but this is called tucked out. So <laughs> that's the common phraseology referred to it. And and this is, of course, tucked in uh, with a bolo tie, with a hat, with a bow, with it without bolo, with a hat without hat, uh, with patches. Uh, you, you have to be tucked in bolo to wear any ribbons or insignia. Uh, for field, most of us wear this, a T-shirt of any color, 
Doug Marsh usually appears in a black t-shirt, so a lot of people wear black t-shirts, but that's not really required. It can be any color you want. So you'll see that the trend in uniforms is the one of much more flexibility. Uh, the the, sh this, the shirt's much cooler, uh, easier to work with, much more adapt to outdoor uh, field operations. And then, of course, like most of us are in today, we are in a special uniform. So we're just special today. <laughs> but, pardon? These? You, you can't get these. <laughs> that's that's how how special it is. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, a polo shirt uh, of of uh, Royal Ranger emblems. You know, there's a variety of those available. They sell them at the uh, uh, Ranger store. Uh, these uh, most outposts are going to uh, some sort of T-shirt. We do. We still do promote the concept of uniformity. Uh, there's all the things that you ever learned about the benefits of boys being in uniform as far as behavior and equalizing, making the rich and the poor look the same, except for the, are they wearing $30 gym shoes or $300 gym shoes? Uh, there's still that kind of distinction, but uh, it still has that aspect of being uniform. So most outposts are going to, even to the point if they want to make their own T-shirt, you're shown as part to show you how different NRMC is from NTC. NRMC has a, a portion of that camp that shows you how to silk screen your own outpost T-shirt. You know, so if that's what you so choose to do and use that as your outpost uniform, that's entirely acceptable. So the again the uh, the theme on uniforms is flexibility, so that outposts that are from maybe poor districts or areas. Uh, or just don't want to go to the formality of that. And none of those uniforms are required for any uh, attendance uh, for the boys to attend to certain events. Now, when you go to certain training training events, there are some uniform requirements, but uh, for the boys, there are none to attend the local events. Okay, so... Uh, the, the other thing I would cover from the website is one of resources. Uh, in the area of, uh, why is this not cooperating? Oh, it's working on it, okay. Uh, on the one, uh, I think it would be forward here. Back to the main site. Uh, if you go into, um, you'll see a lot of differences in the uh, the uh, print ma print material, printed curriculum. Uh, you may be familiar. Boys had to buy a handbook. Uh, then there was uh, other things that they, you know, sometimes the handbook would go out of date. Uh, most everything that we use in your local outpost now comes through Track Club. Uh, Track Club is a yearly subscription. Uh, I think it's about $28. Anybody remember the exact cost? I think it's $28 per outpost, per age group. Once you buy the manual, then you get a free year. And then you get a free year or two, something like that. No, that's, all, that's only on the leader's yeah. track. Yeah, that's just for leaders. Yeah, you get, so there's a track. There's a Track Club has a track for each of the four age groups, Ranger Kids, Discovery, 
adventure and expedition and a leader's track. You know, so, and like he's pointed out to us, when you buy a new leader's manual, uh, then you get two, a two-year free subscription uh, to the track, to the leader's track. And there is just all kinds of information uh, that comes through track club. Uh, most of them, uh, let's see, this is, I don't know if I can remember my password, but uh, Ranger Kids Discovery Adventure Expedition. Uh, see if they let me look at that next. Yeah. I can't remember mine. I've got it. Mine's, mine pops up on my other computer automatically. I can't remember what it is. But you log in and you go to all these different age groups. Uh, your your merits are there. Your uh, your Bible studies are there. Your leadership merits are available. You know, and that's everybody understand in boys advancement. It's narrowed down to three basic categories. Uh, you have skill merits, you have Bible merits, and you have leadership merits. In those three basic groups. In the skill merits, you have three core uh, merits that the boys earn to get the full advancement of their age group. They have Bible lessons for their age uh, that you complete through the course of the three-year program. And then there's a number of leadership merits that are required in each of the discovery, adventure, and expedition levels uh, to attain the top level of that of that age group. So it's all much reduced in that standpoint. That is all available through Track Club. Uh, your the leaders uh, the leaders track has all the uh, weekly uh, meeting guides are uh, printable uh, to help you through the meetings. And there's more information on that meeting guide than you can get through in the typical hour and fifteen hour and a half minute, uh, that you have on a Wednesday night. But you want to say something, Aaron? Yeah, the only thing I want to say, you have to be a chartered outpost. Yes, to get on here. Get the, uh, the, the kids' tracks. Right. So, so, again, we promote chartering. So uh, when you're when you're picking those leader guides out, it's still, you, you, it's, it helps you in preparing for your meeting. You know, without that, in the old days, most of us spent two or three hours getting ready for every meeting. Uh but this is still not to the point that you can look at it in a car on the way to the Wednesday night meeting or whatever night you meet. It takes more requirement than that. You know, but I think it's probably closer to what uh, I was always told. Uh, at least my, my attention span never made this come true. But they tell you in college courses, for every hour in class, you spend an hour outside of class preparing uh, for studying, reading, that sort of thing. I never seemed to work that way. But, uh, but anyway, you're, I'd say probably... Uh, a, an hour, a good hour, an hour and a half a week is what you need looking over that meeting guide, picking what you're going to do. Uh, some of them give you options of which which devotions to use and things like that. Tying those into the right Bible lesson that you're teaching and tying that into the right merit that the boys are working on. So it takes a little time uh, for you to make that coordination. But all that material is there for you now. It's not like you have to go search it out. It's just which which tab are you clicking on, you know, to pick it up and have it there in front of you. And everything's downloadable and printable uh, at any point. Um, the leader's manual, the boy's manuals, uh, a guy's journey to manhood, a guy's journey to servant leadership uh, are all available uh, online. Uh, most of them are available in e-books uh, that you can download either through your Kindle or, or your iPhone uh, approach. Uh, to have uh, to read right on your tablet or your phone. 
you would also notice a difference. Something else has changed in the Royal Ranger mentality uh, is the books recommended on the reading list. Uh, most of the books that are on the reading list now in preparation for various levels of training uh, are books I've read from a business point of view. Uh, if, if, if you've not read it, uh, Jim Collins' book called Good to Great is, seems to be a core book, not only for business, but for how to look at how to run your Ranger Outpost as well. Not that we forsake any of the spiritual aspects that were given in Scripture, but certainly there are other things to consider in how we deal with people, how we deal with boys, how we organize ourselves, what's important. His book talks about how mediocre companies became great companies and how the, what, what concepts did they focus on. And it's amazing of how similar those concepts can be applied to your local outpost in attaining greatness because that's what we're all after. If we're just trying to be mediocre, we're probably all there. It doesn't require much effort, you know. And and if we compare ourselves to how it should be, don't compare, you know, how many how many people have you ever witnessed to that say, well, I'm as good as so-and-so. Well, unless so-and-so is Jesus, it's really not a comparison that's meaningful. It, it's It's worthless. So... If you compare yourself to what your outpost could be, and again, through WCO or your own planning, you can establish what your outpost could be. How many boys a year should you get saved? How many boys a year should be earning the gold medal? How many boys a year should you be attracting from the neighborhood to get into your outpost? All those goals can be established, and then you compare yourself to that standard, not to the standard of the rinky-dink outpost down the street or how you used to be two years ago. You compare yourself to the standard of where you want to be. That's how you go, you move from good to great. And keep in mind, one of the most famous statements I latch on to from that book, that the enemy of great is good. <laughs> if you're good, you're good. And sometimes you feel you're good enough. You know, and sometimes good enough's good enough. But in being a Royal Ranger leader, good enough's not good enough. Good enough gets you started. You want to move to great. So the enemy of great is good. Okay, are there any questions up to this point? i got one point left I want to cover. Hey, Mickey. Yes, sir. On Track Club, I, I did just look up on the purchase. You do not have to be chartered. You get a discount if you're chartered. Oh. So your charter doesn't okay. give you a discount. So if you don't have a chartered outpost, you can still use this curriculum. Okay. It's going to cost you more. Ignore that. <laughs> you got to be chartered. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jeremy. I understand. Anything else? <laughs> huh? Okay, navigate. And that's another program that's available through the website. You've got to search a little bit. Navigator's a way to keep track of your boys' advancements so that you know when they're coming up on an award. So you've got it in your hand and hand it to them when you're ready. You know, those basic concepts have not changed. All right, last thing I want to mention, and we'll get off of the website here, is is to understand the organization of how uh, Royal Rangers is now. You, you're probably, if you haven't been around a while, you're, you're familiar with Straight Arrows and Pioneers and, and uh, whatever all the other, Trailblazers, Trail Rangers. Thank you. I, was, I, was, I had a block there for a minute. I've been so adapting. I'm still working on network and district, but, yeah. but, but I, I pretty well yeah. mastered the, the new terminology in Royal Rangers. It's, it's uh, uh, Ranger Kids, which is K, first and second grade, 
Discovery, which is third, fourth, and fifth grade. Adventure, which is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, which all of them need to be blown up. Expedition is nine through twelve. Did I say that out loud? But anyway, <laughs> yes. Stop. So, um, yeah, we all we should have our own club. Shouldn't we? So. Uh, that is the breakdown today, and it, you'll find that it's, it's, it's more flowing with, with their curriculum and, and their age capabilities than what we've had before. So I think there's some improvement there. All of the material is sourced for those age groups. You know, and if you keep in mind, if you understand that, it's no longer age. It is grade, you know, and that's a critical aspect because grades now correspond to their school year. And if you haven't figured this out, school years and church years sometimes conflict. You know, so uh, if you were in synergy yesterday or in the uh, uh, leaders' conference yesterday, it was pointed out clearly the culture of churches uh, is somewhat dictated by the culture of the activities of the boys and the families in the church. So we all see uh, conflict. Of uh, in summer summer attendance, church attendance drops. Uh, we 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 move around. We move events events around. Uh, for example, in the academy, we move those events around to coincide to not conflict with band and football. You know, so you know, the, Jesus tells us clearly in the Word that that we are not to be of the world, but we are part of the world. So we have to keep in consideration what do we offer, when do we offer it, to make it more available for boys to come. We're not trying to compete. We're trying to get boys to the events. We're trying to get them to the training. We're trying to get people into church. So if you have to do different things, if I mean, there's nothing sacred about Wednesday night or whatever night you have Rangers on. If your older boys want to do that in youth, you got to use some flexibility of how you can plan that so that they can do both. It's not either or. Don't ever take the approach of either or. You know, because you, you're trying to grow a complete man, you know, which means he has to have all the good things that youth offers along with all the good things that Rangers offers. That brings them together. So you have to have some flexibility there. So, And the other thing that's different about organization organizationally in Royal Rangers really is in the concept of it's a adult-led, or I'm sorry, boy-led, adult-facilitated. So the role of the adult leader is drastically different of being a facilitator as opposed to the commander. The commander does and directs everything. The facilitator guides and works with those that are leading the organization, leading the group, to make it more and more effective, and to develop that boy into that future leader. How do you develop leaders? you got to give them opportunities to lead. Without opportunities to lead, they're going to step into something and fall flat on their face. You know, that's why we put them through five years of academy camps, you know, is to show them the diligence that it takes to succeed. And that how they may have issues in attaining that level of success. But when they're done, they've succeeded. They can look back on that event, look on that period, 
for the rest of their life and say, I, was, I had trouble here and God saw me through and I attained the goal. And he can see them through their current position of, as an adult. Any last questions? We're about out of time. That's all the material I had to cover. I'm surprised that it really filled the time. But anything else? We've got time for a little and for another question or two. If not, I appreciate your your visit to the summit, and hopefully you will have a safe journey back down. Yes, Steve. So, as, as ranger leaders and working with churches and their change in their leadership, how do we how do we tell the pastor and the leadership team there about how important rangers is for for the future of, of the boys there as well as the church? Well, I think first of all they have to have the right information. So it, it requires that the leader having that conversation has at, at least this understanding, if not even deeper, and has a passion about what rangers can do for their boys through this approach. And he has to be able to passionately organize in a logical presentation of that to the pastor. And you've got to get time. You know, it's, it's not a stop them in the hallway kind of thing. So it's got to be a set-down visit. You've got to have some resources. And it would be great to have some examples, you know, to give, to put in front of it. I think that's a short answer, maybe, to a very long question. Okay. Anything else? Thank you all for coming.